0: guys welcome back to another podcast here of the I've Got Questions podcast my name is William Hurst we are back again and I have been knocking these out so we are going to continue our trend here with the wonderful uh Francisco or Fran as I'm going to call you now and then you're still going to have to pronounce your last name for me because I've talked to you a million times I still can't pronounce it
1: oh yeah dude like BK did such a great job He he basically was working all weekend he's like How do you say your last name again? Pavlushik. Okay, Pavlushik. (laughs) He was just repeating it over and over again throughout the entire (laughs) time that I was there. So uh, he actually pulled it off during during the the coverage of the event. So that was cool. Good job, BK.
0: Absolutely. Yep, BK is the man, the man with the plan. And obviously you've been with me before. I've gotten to know you uh, a little bit and definitely more once you came out to uh, Misty for the pre-modern Championships here of the Midwest, and let's start there. What really prompted you to come all the way out from California to our wonderful state of Wisconsin?
1: Uh, well, it was kind of um, what's the word like? It it was not really a heat of the moment kind of thing. So I was on Discord like one day, and like I was talking to BK for I can't even remember what we were talking about. And out of blue, he just says, "You should come to the to the Misty event on like on July." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." And then I was like, "Wait, <laughs> can I actually make this happen?" So <laughs> I I started like just plotting around it, you know. And uh-huh. like I knew that I had lobster con the month before, and it was gonna be you know tough to like bring this one up to to the wife, you know, because I was gonna be all out of wife points by then. Um mm-hmm. so yeah I guess I was just uh, I went a little bit above and beyond like a, a month or two before and I finally popped the question. Obviously the the question is like can I go to Misty and uh, figure uh-huh. out, out all the logistics like BK was nice in <laughs> finding finding a way to basically make it so I didn't have I basically just had to pay the flight because uh, mm-hmm. he actually got me in touch with Caleb and I I got to stay at his place and it was it was awesome. Like it, it was, I, I it was a while. Basically, it was almost a month since I had such a great time. So uh, you know, the, all of these pre-modern events, uh, they tend to have something in common apparently, which is that mm-hmm. whenever I go to them, it's just like the best time I've ever had until the
0: next one happens. <laughs> I I can't agree more with you, and I haven't even had a chance to experience uh lobster con yet, but. You did make it out. Now, getting here sounded like it was quite a fun time with your air flight travels. How how was flying, Fran? How did that all go for you? Uh, don't get me started, dude. Like, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what was going
1: on in Denver, but apparently my my connecting flight was through Denver, and I was I basically was sitting there. And like the worst part, like I run to the gate with the connecting flight because I only had like a fifty minute window. And then mm-hmm. I, I'm like running towards the gate. Uh, like they even said that the, the thing that they see on the speakers whenever you arrive late, you know whenever the flight gets delayed, you know like make sure that you let the people that have connecting flights uh, through so they can actually make it to to their flights or whatever. And like so I, I'm in the line there and they wouldn't open the door and they finally do and we all just come rushing. I'm just like running towards the gate and I finally sit. And I get there and it says, your flight has been delayed. Like I was supposed to, <laughs> I was looking at oh. the arrival time. Like I was supposed to arrive at like, I think it was something I was like I was going to arrive at like 8.20 or something like that. And I get mm-hmm. there to the gate and it says that I'm supposed to arrive in Madison at like 9.20. And then I'm sitting there <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just, I had my PS Vita with me. I'm playing Final Fantasy 10 right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. no spoilers, but the game is great so far. Uh, and, awesome. and, and, and yeah, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just there. And then I look up and it says, now your arrival time is going to be 10, 15. And I'm like, huh? I thought it was, I thought it was nine twenty. Okay. Whatever. Who knows? I play a little bit more mm-hmm. look up again. Oh, I guess it's going to be eleven fifty nine now. Like cool.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> great.
1: Um, so yeah. It was it was really funny. So uh, I mean, it wasn't funny at the moment; like it sucked. But but then when I finally did get there, it was man, the Madison experience is so cool. Like I get to the airport and they're playing classical music over the speakers, and I go out mm-hmm. and there's a guy smoking a cigar, and I'm like, Yo. holy shit, this place <laughs> is class, man. Like Yo. wow, this is this is wild. I then call an Uber. And, and, and she arrives and she's with a friend, which I thought was weird at the beginning. Cause like, you know, I thought it was, I, I didn't think that I, I ordered one of those Ubers that like has multiple people that are dropping people on the way. So like, she's basically driving, driving with a friend, like just Ubering with a friend. And then I go in and it smells like weed, like so much. <laughs> I'm just like All right. Yeah. This, this is the Madison experience right here.
0: <laughs> yeah. we uh... The full spectrum, the full weird. spectrum it was awesome we we enjoy a variety of things out here so um we we were happy to definitely have you and so you get into town and i promise guys we will get to magic but the adventures were not just the magic so you get into town what time did you end up getting uh, to caleb's and and caleb by the way is caleb uh caleb d streamer extraordinaire awesome man and magic player what time did you end up getting there yeah, I got to Caleb's like at like twelve thirty or something, like or
1: around that time, and I get there, and I'm just like, dude, I, I, I'm be like, I, 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 I mean, I, I could use a drink or whatever. And he's like, sounds good, and then we're just hanging out and like drinking until five a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so <laughs> sleep, so I'm like, sleep is overrated, dude. Like, medicine is, I, and this is what I was saying the other day, like um i posted uh, you know i posted on on twitter and i said like madison is 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 just so great and then sam asked like what made it so good for you like i mean basically sam said i, I mean you're right but like what yeah, made exactly. it so good for you you know uh, uh-huh. and i'm like dude i i don't think i've ever felt like so welcome and comfortable at any city that i've ever been to before like from the very second that I set foot in the airport, like everybody was so nice. It was just I I was like, oh, it's cool that I'm here. I guess like everybody just agrees that this this is a great place to be right now. Um, and <laughs> it was it was just a really good time, and everybody was super super friendly. And and again, and I mean, it just happened to line up that Caleb's... <laughs> Caleb's um, schedule is pretty messed up. So, uh, yeah, everything was great. Everything about yeah, it from was... the very beginning was awesome. It was hilarious. Okay.
0: That's great. So, you're drinking with uh, Caleb until five in the morning. Eventually, one would assume you sleep. Uh, t- and then, next day was really, I mean, it wasn't all fun and games. There was some testing going on, there were some games being jammed because you weren't fully locked in on a deck right because you brought six different decks right yes
1: i brought with me i brought um feb hermit feb i brought blue white dreadnought of course i brought Landstill. i brought goblins i brought i brought the rock and i think i'm missing something um oh yeah the blue black uh, zombie infestation deck which i think it's 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 great like it looks awesome and mm-hmm. I really want to try it out so I had all of those decks in my backpack and then I had like an actual box full of cards um so I basically quit p- playing any format that is not pre-modern I officially did and um actually I, I made a post on Twitter. I'm not gonna be making any content that it's not pre-modern like I'm at this point it I- I'm just not gonna be playing other formats anymore I just have I basically have lost all interest in, it, in anything that is not pre-modern um so okay. Um, basically I have like a bunch of cards in my backpacks because I wanted to like try out all the different decks and see what's up uh, I've been super interested in Feb since I, I tested with David Tao like right after LobsterCon uh, happened um, so like mm-hmm. we are like LobsterCon is done they're playing the top 8 matches and like David and I uh, with, with Paul were are just hanging out on the side actually BK showed up for, for a minute as well while we were doing that and we are just like jamming games. And like David doesn't know if he wants to play Fev the following day, so we start playing. And I'm just like that deck looks sick. Like I was playing, I was playing, mm-hmm. um, playing Lanny Parfait, and I just could not win a game. It was wild. Like he was beating me through everything. I'm like this deck mm-hmm. is sick. <laughs> like
0: I want <laughs> I want
1: in on this, and then so I brought it, and we were testing during the day. Like we 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 woke up, we went to breakfast with, uh, you know, my 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 ge- host here, uh, and like BK and Caleb joined a little bit later, and like so we go to breakfast, and then we go to the store, and we're just like jamming games all all day, and like into, until until late at night, and I start playing against Caleb with with Hermit Feb, and. I I'm like I'm playing and I'm playing against his strong deck and I'm just going through the motions and I realize that I messed up like four times along the way <laughs> <laughs> like I mean yeah. I, I, I'm trying to set, actually, literally just set up the kill like I'm not trying to do anything fancy like I, I therapy him I know he has nothing so I'm just trying to execute the combo and I fuck it up three <laughs> times in the process so it's like it's me playing against Caleb BK is watching Aaron is looking at my hand and you're looking as well and we're all just trying to like brainstorm how the hell am I supposed to <laughs> to win here <laughs> um, so I'm like dude. I'm like yeah, I, can't, I
0: can't play this one tomorrow <laughs> This one one is not happening. (laughs) Which would have been even – you should have played it just to have Robin Lund look over your shoulder like, you know, you're doing this wrong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big time. (laughs) Big time. But so before – I want to get to the magic. But, man, hanging out with the whole crew had to be close to what LobsterCon felt like since I missed it. Tell, tell the people what you wanted to experience from, like, brunch, lunch, whatever from Wisconsin. Because we ended up going to a little diner in town, and you were just, like, tickled to your core by this dinner or this diner. Oh, I've never seen somebody so excited about, like, bacon and yeah, whatever okay. else you had. Okay, so hear me out for a second. So I come uh, from Argentina.
1: Argentina is a great It's a great food country. Like we have probably some of the best, uh, like steak, beef uh, in in the world. We have incredible wine. uh, All this stuff. However, our breakfast game is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like I grew up there and my entire life, my parents would give me like freaking cookies for breakfast, dude. Like it it was not good. Like it was not good at all. Um so, when I got into the states, what blew my mind was the fact that Americans have perfected the art of breakfast. There is nothing more what should I say? Like heartwarming. Um, I, I I just look at some scrambled eggs and bacon, and I I just I, I I just cannot be any happier. You know, like it just it just fills my heart with joy. And not only that, <laughs> but also every single breakfast place, like every single diner, which by the way is the right vibe, right? Like you get into the diner, you have like this this like forties uh, kind of vibe diners. It's it's awesome, and all of these diners, they always have this thing, which is the same thing that I get every single time. Which is they give you like some bacon, some eggs, and then they have some pancakes on top. And that is like, <laughs> that is the trifecta, man. Like that is that is the holy trinity right there. Is if I, if I had to, that is that is who I worship. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh-huh. So it, it was so awesome. It, it, it is so awesome. I'm I'm so stoked every time we go there. And then we leave the breakfast. After having a glorious and hearty breakfast, we go to the store, which is like this Costco size, like grocery store, which I have no idea why it's so huge. And we get there and we're looking Shout for out beer. Shout out to
0: Woodman's, by the way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and, and we, we get to the place and we go to like the alcohol section because we wanted to buy some beers to so just have having stock for the weekend, you know? Um, and they have all of them. they don't have like a couple of beers they have all of the beers and we go there and i get like an 18 pack of guinness which by the way is my favorite beer we get like an 18 pack for like 19 bucks or something ridiculous which would cost me almost like twice as much to like buy the same thing in 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 la and i'm i'm just i'm just my man is exploding at this point so (laughs) Caleb says, "Oh, I would like to bring this one up, dude. Like all of them, bring them all. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> bring them all. I don't care. Like this, this is happening right now. And we bought a lot of beer. And uh, this, I mean, my my host right here challenged me that be, the beers would not get drunk. They did. They did, did get they all drunk. Get Part of them were drunk. Spoiler alert: during the semifinals and the finals of the misty event." <laughs> I just, no,
0: I would, just, no I one just, would do that. i just throw that out there. You know? <laughs> Sounds. <laughs> so, you know, in that day, so everyone's doing it. We go back to the store. We're, we're testing. We're jamming. At some point, so Caleb joined us during, like, brunch. There's an extra set of, like, triple-decker, like, chocolate chip pancakes at some point that get delivered <laughs> that just we slide over to Caleb. He eats. You're you're ecstatic and you're just like this little school child. Yay, I get pancakes. It's great. It, it, I can't get over that part. But we get back to the store, we're jamming, Aaron Dix joins us. So as you're jamming, getting now to the actual important part, the magic, when did the decision firm up that okay, it's blue-white, um, stand still or still control? When did we hit that instead of your argonaut? Um
1: so I already was a little bit, I I did a little bit of um, research, I guess. I asked people around oh. and I, I, you know, obviously never been to Madison before and I had never been to one of the Misty events, but like everybody was telling me people love blue in Madison, like people love blue or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to be playing Arjuna in the context of all landstills decks, right? Like Landstill and Perfei. I know Sam's going to be there. Uh Sam's deck is a very tough matchup for 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 the shrimp. And I don't know. I I just wasn't sure. Like I was a little bit on the edge and there was also, you know, I, I I talked a lot with like Tom and Mike and you know they were when they were preparing for LobsterCon and they were really really high on Landstill, and he had you know, both of them had like some like a great list, and they had some great ideas. And then Selden kind of broke it a little bit when he did the whole like main deck furnaces, which I'm mm-hmm. I'm still kind of blown away by how important of a revolution that is for the deck. Um, like I listened to um, to the Monster of the Week episode. And I think that he really undersold how good Phyrex and Furnace is in land still as a main deck card. Like it mm-hmm. is remarkable the amount of things that it does in that deck specifically. Um, so I thought that was also great. And then uh, Mike had also talked about uh, Landy Ho, who is a player from back in the day, which I've never met. Like I, I've, I've only. Known all of this through Mike, but apparently Landy Ho uh, was a player from like back in the day and he showed Mike a Landstill list that was playing Dust Bowls in the Cyber, so it was like Maniac in the two Dust Bowls, and then mm-hmm. he had uh, two more Dust Bowls in the board, uh, to kind of like be the mirror breaker, because uh, like mm-hmm. that card is apparently everything that matters in the mirror. And again, like I've, I've basically never played a match of Landstill before playing this event for, for what's worth, everything is just like wisdom that i've that i've sort of transfer from other formats playing control Decks. and straight up like format knowledge like i i have no i had no reps before this for lansil i think i recorded like five matches for like one of my mtgo videos and i didn't mm-hmm. do particularly well in those because that list was not great <laughs> so <laughs>
0: Fair um,
1: enough so now uh, it was, like, those two Dust Bowl stack and then uh, one Arcane Lab in the sideboard for Dreadnought, which I also thought was pretty genius.
0: Uh, so there was, like, for this For those stack. who don't know what Arcane Lab is, what is it?
1: Yeah, so it's, like, two on a blue is uh, it's an enchantment, and uh, players can only play one spell each turn. So what it does is that it it basically blanks Dreadnought, like, your opponent can never resolve a dreadnought while that card is in play, so it just wins the matchup straight up by being in play. It's it's very mm-hmm. very strong there, um, and then there's also um, you know it, it can be very very strong against uh, other combo decks as well. Like it really messes with decks like. Um, like hermit knot uh, hermit knot sorry uh, i mean it also messes with hermit knot but i meant hermit feb uh so mm-hmm. like it, it's very good against like the combo decks and uh, one of the things that actually led me to play Landstill in the end is that we are as, as we're going through the testing process and i'm like i think i'm gonna play Landstill, or like i still had dreadnought in, in my backpack and I, I can just audible to that it's a deck that i have a ton of experience with and that i i just I thought I had a pretty good list uh, with a with a cyber plan that I'm trying to uh, to, to to. I mean, we, we can talk about it later. But like, basically, I mm-hmm. stole wisdom from from Growatog, and I'm just like cyborging Armageddon's in my Dreadnought list, and I think it could be good. I haven't gotten any reps against against Lansdale, but uh, the the mm-hmm. problem in that matchup is that you have like this massive counter war, right? And you're setting up this big turn, which sets up a Dreadnought, which then you have. Your opponent has, you know, both of you tap out, then your opponent has like one turn cycle where they can answer the Dreadnought and they maybe they do, maybe they don't. Then you untap and you attack for 12 and then they have one whole turn cycle where they get to find a way to, to answer the Dreadnought, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not particularly great. So the thought process here was you have an entire counter war uh, doing the whole um which Lanny has talked about in 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 the in his spike only podcast a bunch where you know you portent on the on on your turn then on your opponent turn you you draw your your card then you untap and you gush and then you go up to eleven cards in hand right so that mm-hmm. is kind of like the pattern like the play pattern that you want to create like the setup that you want to create, but then you're trying to resolve a dreadnought and that's right. not. As good as just destroying all of your opponent's lands, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, my 100%. my game plan my game plan was to try to set up that turn, but then fight over an Armageddon instead of trying to fight over a Dreadnought because the Armageddon actually kind of ends the game. So in order to supplement that game plan, I was. I actually was playing impulses. Yeah, I know. I know, Lanny. Like don't don't get too <laughs> cocky, okay? Um and I was adding a 19th land to to my list in order to uh, like yeah. kind of make that game plan work. Uh, but going back going back to lands still. So th- this is like what I had in the backpack in case I I wanted to audible to it at any point. But mm-hmm. we are testing Landstill, still or I'm testing Landstill, still. And I'm playing against Aaron, right? And I'm playing against Slide and I lose game one because, you know, I'm playing Lance Hill, so obviously I lose game one. But then mm-hmm. we start playing Cyber the games, and I saw Iron King Lab, and Aaron says, I don't think I can beat that card. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. And I'm like, wait, really what do you mean? I can't beat that card.
1: I, 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 My entire game plan is to overload you, right? Mm-hmm. And we, saw, uh, we, we see this all the time, right? Like, the way that Sly tries to beat... The, uh, the 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 blue white control deck is that druggo 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 like you you try to like land a couple of early creatures and you try to like chip in for some damage and then you just draw go for the remainder of the game basically until you get to a point where um the landscape player is forced into either tapping out or they need to like refuel with like a factor fiction or whatever or like they cycle exactly a decree and that's when you that's when you should right like that's when you take your chance and you just like unload like five or six burn spells to their face and and you you just kill them that way Mm -hmm. well that just doesn't work anymore (laughs) nope does not work that is just not a viable game plan anymore you have to constantly trade on 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 a one spell a turn basis and mm-hmm. the Landsteel deck is going to have a really good time as that's going on. If, you're, if, you're, if your idea is to, like, Lavadart your face, and then, like, next year you're going to be flashing back Lavadart, I'm pretty sure the Landsteel player is going to win that fight. You know what I'm saying? So... 100%. We, we tried that out, and it worked exactly as advertised. Aaron <laughs> could not <laughs> win a game where I played and resolved an Arcane Lab. And then... Both Aaron and I, I, Aaron like switched over and he started playing elves and the exact same thing happened. Mm
0: Because what the elves
1: player is trying to do is trying to, you know, force you into a situation where you, where you just cannot handle the pressure that you have. So you wrath and then they untap and they have like survival, uh, you know, um, anger going and they just like do all of these things in one turn and they kill you. Well, that doesn't Mm -hmm. work anymore again. So, you're Wrath, and they have no mana. They get to play one Lana of War Off, and that's it. So, yep. it, all of a sudden, like this Arcane Lab, which was Dreadnought tech, turned out to be incredible in these other matchups, which I was a little bit iffy about.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like,
1: well, this sounds great. So, what I was planning to do for, um, for, for Landstill is I grabbed Tom's. Decklist, uh, Tom and Mike's. And then I grabbed Selden's decklist and I merged them together and I got like mm-hmm. the best of both wars, hopefully, I guess, or, mm-hmm. or I want to believe that I did. And there then I, after like going down and cutting down on the fat, I realized that I didn't really want to play four standstill. So I wanted to play three. That meant that I was in a situation where I just had 59 cards and I had 17 sideboard cards. Because I have the Landy Ho uh, tech of the two last yeah. and the Arcane Denial. And then I'm, I'm just like, you know, agonizing over this last card. And I'm like, what can I put on the on the 60th slot? And then finally, I'm like, I can just bring in a Cyber card. And then I only right. have to cut one. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Damn, I'm so smart. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Uh, and then and then I'm like, okay, sounds good. I, so I just grabbed one of the Dust Bowls and I brought it into the main deck going up to 27 lands and I just called it a day. And I, cu- I think I cut a an- null an number three or something like that. Um, and that was it. Like that's how, that's how I came up uh, w- with the final list, uh, which by the way, like due to the matchups that I expected to face all of my changes, like, it's really funny how everything worked. Because uh, I made all of these deck building decisions based on what I expected. And then what I ended up playing against have nothing to do with what I expected. But all of my deck building decisions were great anyway against these other things <laughs> that I faced. <laughs> Yo,
0: yep. so it was... Crazy how that was, works.
1: It was great. Like, it was just, like, all of these, like, random... Uh, just happy coincidences that lined up in the best possible way. It was hilarious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So we got done testing. Everybody goes home for the night. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, did you did you diner it again for breakfast, or what did we do for breakfast before starting our run?
1: Oh, dude, like Caleb is. Uh... I, I, dude, I, I, after this, I just love Caleb so much more than I did, and, and this is a high praise, because I love the shit out of Caleb, you know, he is my favorite streamer straight up, I think he's just the best pre- streamer in the business, like, just, that's it like, he's the best, and the funny, like he he's so like, he, he has like this super, like, relaxed uh, like, laid back thing that just, we're just hanging out, talking until 5 a.m. in the morning, and then the day of the tournament, he just wakes up earlier than he has to he's making breakfast so that we can like you know eat something before before getting there and he's like saying dude come on you gotta hurry up yeah it's like rushing me to like chug this breakfast so we can get going (laughs) (laughs) it was it was really funny to see like the the both extremes of caleb which is like no i mean when it's business time it's business time you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. we we don't fuck around here Uh, it's all fun and games until we got a game for real
0: absolutely
1: so, so yeah we, we did not we did not die in you know what i'm saying like we we rushed to the to to the place like it, it was almost time um but it, it it was pretty funny i'm just like dude like just relax it's gonna be fine and it's like dude we're gonna be late i'm like nah, no no we're, we're fine no we're gonna be late <laughs> uh he, he already called the uber as i'm like as i say put my breakfast on the table he's just like he's done messing around it was really funny <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you get to the event get decklists in there what did what did the room feel like when you got there um as far as like the vibe did you get any sense of like oh this is gonna be super serious magic or this is just a room for the friends what did the room feel like when you got there uh, well, I mean, I, I was, like,
1: Deck Regin, and there's, you know, um, there's Caleb there, and there's also Sam hanging out there, which is also one of my heroes, uh, like, all-time magic heroes. I've been, like, a huge fan of Sam since, like, basically I knew them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, obviously, when Sam broke, like, Amulet Titan, that was a, a big, big, uh, you know, a, a big, um,
0: what what's the word I'm looking for? Um like a, a um, big it's a monumental moment for exactly. you Exactly, it, 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 it shaped really, what you're doing
1: exactly it was a really really big moment for me um, in, in, in terms of like what I like to do in Magic and the fact that uh, Sam and Justin have been able to like break the, the, the deck that I've been you know that I've been playing for for a while and they just like they made it tier zero they made it literally the best deck in the entire format so like I was super stoked um, so uh, I've I read like infinity sam articles and i watched infinity sam streams um so yeah like the fact that, that that sam was there was also awesome also arty which i had met which i have met at lobster con was there just hanging out um and, and, and said hi as well uh so like i knew a bunch of people i knew robin obviously bk was there as well um so i i knew a bunch of the people there already which was really really cool and, and again like did everything in madison is like super nice and warm and everything is welcoming so yeah it was just like a big <laughs> magic hangout and also the fact that everything you know everything is of course for charity and um i'm blanking on the i'm blanking on the charity name um, uh,
0: briar patch youth services is what exactly
1: briar patch so like they're just like you know talking about like what they do and everything and it's just like I'm, I'm just sitting there for like the player man i'm like this is just fucking great like this this is great asses already i don't even need to play uh, and then i even got to play which makes things even better you know what i'm saying no. uh but so, no the, the vibe was great
0: so we get there vibe is good take us through your day if you remember things about rounds just general things how the decks play and i'm gonna give the floor to you to let our audience know what the day was like playing blue white standstill
1: yeah, it was, it was pretty nice, you know, to, to, to just, I was excited about just trying to do that, you know, because in a way I felt like I was playing the matches that Tom didn't get to play at LobsterCon. You know, it was like kind of those weird, uh, you know, vindication moments, uh, mm-hmm. where I'm like, finally I'm getting, I'm getting to playing Tom's name, you know, like this is going to be Tom's tourney right here. Uh, so like, I, I was really, really stoked. And then, like things went, they just went ahead and they just lined up very, very well for me. So um, I actually made some notes. I played against a very nice guy called JP, which drove from Chicago with Robin, actually. Mm -hmm. Um. So like we we get to play, and uh, JP is playing. uh, He leads on Sulphur Springs, so I'm like this seems probably great for me <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it turns out that it was you know uh jp was playing draco blast and he was playing a more mid-rangey version like less uh, quote-unquote cheesy so like you know no dark rituals and no uh, hypnotic specters so mm-hmm. he you know he's just <laughs> poor gp like nothing just lined up his way and i i'm just like drawing you know, he's just forced into cracking standstills. He is, like, 3 4 one in himself to resolve, like, Insidious Dreams. And I just obviously just counter the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the explosion. And then, like, I know that the top of the, his deck is just Death card. So, um, just nothing lined up for him. Uh, but the way that he had played, um, he had, like, skeletal screens and stuff. Which made me suspect that he was not going to be playing Dark Rituals. Uh, also, the fact that you know we played a solid fifteen turns, you know, because I, you know, Standstill wins quickly once you turn the corner, uh, and I'm I'm a really quick player, which made me think that Standstill was going to be a good choice because like I I was not really concerned at all about time time rounds because I, I just play really quickly. Um, so it was very interesting that you know w- w- the way that he played it made me think that he was playing a more mid rangey more like slower version so i actually brought in the the extra dust Bowl from the cyborg uh, in-, in in the cyber the game and then i just kind of Bowled him out of the game in in game 2 so like i guess i was right um so but but yeah like that matchup if you don't get cheesed out in the beginning like any sort of mid range rage matchup obviously that's just you know magic 101 you want to be exactly mm-hmm. a little bit above and obviously landstill is like the control deck which is above the mid-range deck so if if, if the game plays in your terms you're just going to be winning those games every single time so uh that mm-hmm. that wasn't too much of a of a match in that sense it was really really fun because like you know we finished the match and we're just hanging out and we're like we're watching rovin uh, play as well he, he was playing like literally right next to me so uh we're just you know hanging out and stuff but uh, yeah, poor JP. I kind of uh, like things. Things were not going his well. Um, round two, I get paired against uh, Ricky on Mister T, who's who's everybody's hero. I would assume. Uh, the, mm-hmm. he actually tolpated this event with with Mister T. That is uh, the red green um land destruction deck. Which I learned, by the way, that the name Mister T is like Mister T for terravore, but then M. In Mister stands for mulch, and the R in Mister stands for stands for race. So the deck <laughs> is like mulch race terror, uh, which is I love it. very cool. D- deck names. We had this whole conversation about deck names and how much I love them. And Mister T mm-hmm. is like such a great deck deck name. It- it's it's fantastic. Right. Yeah, it- it's awesome. Um, so I get played against Ricky, and if I remember correctly. Game one, I learned about the power of the card, the Nimmo Mongoose. Oh,
0: and, you learned about this card, did you?
1: I mean, I never cared about the card, but now I'm playing a control deck.
0: Oh, something <laughs> so, has changed. Exactly. You don't like it very well, do you?
1: <laughs> so now all of a sudden, this like, random 1-1 that turns into a 3-3 matters a lot. Um, <laughs> and it's not in this game, but it's in this match that phyrexian furnace works overtime, like so much work uh just making Terravor smaller and like making were smaller and just like just sitting in play like doing nothing and then just like i even got to play against call of the herd and i got to exile call of the herd with like phyrexian furnace <laughs> with, with the first which was it just felt like cheating honestly it was insane but anyway um, uh, that, I'm again a little bit ahead. um. Just getting too excited about Ferex Inferno. But yes, Ferex Inferno was very good at this match. Uh, but yeah, obviously okay. I get destroyed. I just get destroyed game one. Uh, I just never... Uh, obviously he like destroys a bunch of my lands. Like he's on the play. He destroys a bunch of my lands. He he lands him on Goose and he just like goes to town with, with, with that. And then um, games two and three Dust Bowl turns out to be the nuts. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, I... I think that game two, I got into a point where I just forced him. Like he just tanks, tanks, tanks. And he gets into a situation where he just has to. He destroyed maybe like two of my lands earlier in the game. And he is just forced into the Devastating Dreams for X equals three. Mm-hmm. And then he's left with like a mox and two lands. And then I just disenchant his mox. Like, after, I sack my lands after the Devastating Dreams resolves. And I disenchant his mox and then just dust bowl both of his lands. And mm-hmm. obviously I very easily win from there because I have like six mana in play at that point, because I'm drawing mm-hmm. cards with Fawf and stuff. So like he just packs it in at that point. Um yep, yep. yeah, Yeah, I, I even like cut a, a factor fiction in this in this matchup because I wasn't sure if I wanted to have like four drops that can be revved. So I, I'm not sure that, that, that was sense. that, that I, I'm not sure that, that was actually right, but it, it was one like one of the things that I was trying to figure out on the fly. Um I'm in retrospect, I think I'm just supposed to keep them in because just, it's so important to be able to refuel and just to, mm-hmm. to be able to just, you know, draw more cards, like to draw more lands so I have mana and stuff to do. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, game 3 turn, uh, turned out to be fairly similar, except I just kind of race him. Because like, at this point, we are we're not like, gonna time out I don't think, like, we're I don't think we're gonna go to turns but like, we have maybe like 12 minutes when we're going to game three or something like that um mm-hmm. so I kind of have to speed the process a little bit more and I just I just say okay like if if he has it like I, I just go for a decree for like four or five or something like that and I just start racing him he has a hand with like a bunch of uh, land destruction effects which don't really do anything at like this this point in the game um mm-hmm. so but but yeah like basically my current advantage was better than his in the post of the games. Um, and then uh, I just I just raised him with like a bunch of uh, just tokens uh, with, gotcha. with some, some soldier tokens. Uh, but but yeah, so that's that's how I got a game uh, game number three. Uh, so at this mm-hmm. point I'm like at two0 and I'm just like, this is great. let's go. Let's go! We're doing yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, We're yeah. doing the thing. And again, like I was just so, so happy that I just brought in the, the dust balls. Like the, both the fact <laughs> that I'm playing 27 lands main deck and the fact that I'm playing a 28th in the sideboard, and it just mattered twice in a row. I'm just like, dude, this is great. And then That's I get played against Caleb, and <laughs> I he knows that I'm playing a bunch of dust balls, and I know that he's playing just a bunch of Tron and like <laughs> Stroke of Genius, and and I'm like, all right, so this maybe works. We play game one, and I never see a Dust Bowl. So, I mean, I don't think that's particularly interesting. Oh, actually, we're on coverage. So if you if you want to actually see exactly what happened, you can just go on coverage, and you want to check it out. So I'm, I guess I'm not going to spend too much time uh, like talking about this match. But uh, to make the long story short, I never see a Dust Bowl in game one, so it goes exactly as expected. He just, like, uh, you know, he just decrees for maybe... 10 soldiers or something <laughs> like that and i Only decree ten. for three soldiers and you can expect how that's gonna go work out um uh-huh then uh, game two i just aggro medley mage him so mm-hmm. i know that he's playing medley mages in the sideboard but i also know that his own removal from medley mage is gonna be swords to plowshares uh mm-hmm. and i have um and i, I can just like try to yeah, i'm on the play so i i it's not gonna be so easy for him to be able to cast medley mage on turn two but I, I i can do that fairly easily um so like i just aggro medley mage him and i basically just like cheese him out so i just like go turn two medley mage i think turn three or turn four medley mage again and he's just like can and like trying to find a way to stabilize and i just like cycle mm-hmm. the decree and i just kill him um, before it gets to the point where he assembles tron so i just i mean mm-hmm. I, I, i'm just playing the aggressive game still have not seen a dash well. No, that's supposed to be found here. And um, then we go into game three. You don't
0: three. deserve the dust Bowls, Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I only have four copies and like standstill and a bunch of other cantrips anyway. So uh, hubris, but...
0: hubris gets you
1: exactly. Um, and then we go into game three, and I have like a decent hand. I have mm-hmm. like a decent amount of lands and stuff. So I'm just like, I'm gonna keep this. Like, if, if I find the Dust bowl, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fine. Uh, but like, Caleb actually finds Stron fairly quickly here. I think it was like turn four or five. And he, like, makes a bunch of soldiers. So, I think I stand still, or I fall, I can't remember. But, like, oh, I impulse. I impulse into the Dust Bowl that I've been missing. And I have a Wrath in hand. So, I'm in a situation where my goal is to... Because I have my own Decree. And at this point, I have less mana than Caleb, but I have more lands. But obviously, like... Caleb's lands tap for a gazillion mana. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: my goal, like what I'm trying to set up, is I take a hit from the from the soldiers. I dust bowl Caleb. I untap, and I wrath and I have counter spell backup in case he has anything else going on. And after that, I actually have more lands than him because I've been drawing more cards. So. I can actually leverage my own soldiers against his because from now on I know that he can't have he can't have a Tron anymore. But this was at this point like turn 10 or something. Like it, we, we, we've been going at, at it for a while before I finally find myself in this situation. It may have been like turn eight, I think, because I had eight Lance in order to set this up. Um but on the very last turn, like when I impulse into the Dust Bowl finally. Caleb impulse into the response.
0: How does that card feel with Dust Bowl?
1: So, um, <laughs> let me let me let me read real quick. Let me read what the response does. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so you I like I, you can you get it you get the full feel. So, Teferi's okay. response one in a blue for an instant counter target spell or ability an opponent controls that targets a land you control. Very very narrow card, you would say. If it's a permanent civility counter this way, destroy that permanent. Uh-oh. But wait, it's not over. Draw two <laughs> cards. So that's a how many for one? Um, so, I am activating Dust Bowl, sacrificing oh, oh. a land that is not the Dust Bowl itself. Right? So, one. I'm sacking my land. Caleb, I, I target Caleb's land, but he responds. So oh, oh, no. Now, my Dust Bowl, which I haven't sacrificed, gets destroyed. And Caleb gets to draw two cards. So I think that adds up to 17 for one, if I if my math is correct.
0: Yeah, that's pretty close.
1: So obviously, he showed me the first response, and I just scoop it up. Like, obviously, the game is not over, but it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can keep going for, like, five more minutes. It's not going to change. I am dead, you know? Uh, yeah. So it was so. it was rough. It was rough, and I, it it was brutal. You know, because like, I'm so excited. I finally found my stupid
0: <laughs> my, my like stupid dust ball.
1: The good thing though, it was a control mirror that lasted, I think, 20 minutes or something like that. Oh, so if you, you don't have that much time, but you do want to watch a pre-modern control mirror, you can go to that. <laughs> you can go to the, see yep. that match. And you can and you, you can check it out. Um, also, then we we went to a pretty decent Mexican place that was ne- that was right next to to the venue, so that was cool. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So that 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 was that. It, it was now great. So at this point, I am two and one, which I'm like it's cool. Like uh, I'm winning record. Like I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I get pretty mm-hmm. as Dylan on a Trash Garden. And Dylan, super nice guy. Uh, he tells me that he actually uh, plays amulet in paper which was mm-hmm. very cool. He was telling me that, you know, that he liked uh, he liked my, my AMLO videos and stuff. And he's playing, like, one of those decks in modern, that has been calling me for a while now, which is Trashgeddon. <laughs> so uh, Terrigan uh-huh. is basically Primeval Titan. So...
0: Yeah, yeah, that works.
1: I mean, it's basically the same card. So uh-huh. anyway, he's playing, however, the list with Cataclysm, which personally I think is a lot better for what's worth. I think Cataclysm is the nuts in, in, in the, the, the Terrigan deck. And mm-hmm. we actually played some sick, sick games. Like, I, uh, it was super, super back and forth. Once again, I am reminded of the power of Nimble Mongoose against, <laughs> against the control deck. <laughs> um, and the goose gets hella loose and takes game number one uh, fairly easily, actually. Um, but it's interesting to know that uh, Dylan is, is uh, playing um, Call of the Herd, which. Is very nice against uh, like I know that furnace is going to be great against him, right? Which is not which mm-hmm. I knew that it was already, but it's going to be particularly good against his specific list. Um, so it was very, very. So what I like so much about this matchup and what made it so interesting is that you have to navigate around so many cars. Like you have to navigate around obviously the goose, and you have to navigate around the Terravor, but also whether Wayfarer is busted like Mm -hmm. that card is so good against the control decks um so like it's it's incredible like it's incredible how much work that that little dude just just does it's great uh and then obviously you have to like figure out the whole armageddon cataclysm thing and try to resolve that card so Mm -hmm. i remember um what i remember very very um clearly about game number two is that uh, humility goes a long way in that matchup <laughs> um, and also one thing that's very important is that he showed me Orym's chant in game two so mm. which which was in a situation where he was like super far behind so see, he has to like Orym's chant into Cataclysm so I do wonder if it would have been better for him to just just take the L in game two and just Mm -hmm. surprise me with an orange shannon game three and just completely blow me out um because i don't know if i i I mean i would definitely not played around it you know like it's not a card that i would expect out of out of uh, out of that specific deck so i do wonder if they that may have been like a better strategic decision um because at that point i had like six cards in hand or something like that and he had like the orange chant and the cataclysm and that was it so like the chances uh, there was maybe there were some chances that it resolved they were not very high (laughs)
0: um, fair enough
1: but yeah so like he went for it and i just i just just did the thing also the fact like there was a humility already in play so i even if the cataclysm resolves it's not even clear that he wins from there anyway um so i don't know but, uh, but yeah, game three actually lined up like that. Uh, Furnace basically made it so Dylan could not cast Call of the herd for the longest time because he really wanted to get value from it. Um, but like an early mm-hmm. library i think i think he turned one libraries or something like that and he gets like very like he gets very ahead on cards but then i just line the standstill that like he's just forced to crack so i kind of i'm keeping up with with his mm-hmm. card advantage so like game three was just awesome like it was super back and forth and he, it, we're all like trying to uh you know just Pivot and like uh, leverage our position and like try to land. Uh, you know, find the perfect timing for 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 each of our spells. It was super super cool. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what you get when you play premodern right? Like all all the matches are just so awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, it got to a situation where he he like he he tries to set up this thing. Like he spends many many turns trying to set up the orange chant thing. Uh, but it just it just isn't good enough in the end because I I have like big mm-hmm. zillion cards in hand, uh, and I just beat him down with like random soldiers. But yeah, humility humility is big in this matchup, big 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 because it means that gotcha, you don't have gotcha. to care. It means that you don't have to care about weather wafer, which otherwise uh, is is very. Oh, by the way, that was actually something that was super interesting that we talked about post match as well. In game three, he goes like turn one weather wafer, and then he. Skips his land drop, he'll land drop number two. Mm-hmm. So what that means is I get to plow his wafer on end step, and then I just make my land drop. And then all of a sudden I am ahead on lands. Mm-hmm. Um so like he he was talking about how maybe he was just supposed to accept that he's not gonna be triggering wafer for a while and just like wait until turn. Whatever, and just like start leveraging wafer at that point instead, which I think is probably the right way to the right way to approach the matchup. You know, Uh, one of those things were like being on the yeah. One of those things were like maybe being on the play is not always a net positive. You know, Mm -hmm. so
0: very very. Eventually, I mean, eventually, with that line, is you're gonna outclass him on lands eventually anyway. So I, I I think you can't. I like the idea. There's just ways to interact with it that do not go well for you. Where it's just like, do at least get another land drop in there, try and progress the board a little bit. I, yeah, I think I'm on that train.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It, it was
0: close because like,
1: Wayfarer is messed up because like once <laughs> once you trigger it the first time, then it just goes get a wasteland, and then from there on, it's always life. Right, because you mm-hmm. always what you do is you activate wasteland targeting your opponent's land, and at that point you are one land behind. Um, so from there just on, you activate your land exactly. So you hold priority, and then you activate warfare while the wasteland is still in the stack. So at that point, you are in a situation where like you only need to trigger Wayfarer once, and that's mm-hmm. enough to just like trigger it for the for the remainder of the game. So like right. I understand going to Go for that line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The thing is, like, I don't know if you want to go for that so early. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: like if you're in turn three and you have like two mana, maybe you have like a random, like another mongoose or whatever, or, like a werebear in play. Now it's a different story because like you were actually developing your borders you're doing this, like, but the problem is that here Dylan just did nothing turn two, right? Mm-hmm. He actually set himself further behind. So in this specific scenario. I think that maybe it's better to just uh, to just go for 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 just like developing instead. But I don't know. Like I, I haven't played enough the matchup, obviously. But uh, it, it was just, it was just something that we we discussed in the end. it was like a nice uh, nice discussion where we're, we're both kind of like trying to figure things out. You know how how it actually plays out. Awesome.
0: Um, but yeah. So, so um, yeah. So you're three one now.
1: Yeah. We're 3-1 right now, and I get paired against Matt on The Rock. And this match was pretty straightforward. And I actually have some experience with Lani Rock, so it, it just made things even easier because turn 2, Matt played a Wall of Roots, which meant that he was actually on a Classic Rock. Mm-hmm. Which is a much better matchup, in my opinion, because like Lenny Rock has more discard spells, it has more car actual cards that matter, and Farxion mm-hmm. Rager is very important in that matchup as well as a way to, uh, to like flashback therapies and stuff in a way that doesn't actually put you down a card. So, as soon as he played the Wall of Roots, it was fairly. You know, straightforward from there because I knew exactly which spells I needed to fight over. I knew that I needed to fight over specifically pernicious deed because otherwise he can just run me out of win conditions. And mm-hmm. uh, Blastoderm because it's the only thing that can. Um, unless I have a decree. If I have a decree, the, the Blastoderm is fine. Like it, it can resolve. But if I don't have a decree, I need to fight against uh, over Blastoderm because it's the only thing that can, like, race me very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it was a situation where. He was playing Mishra's Factories, which gave him like a little bit of an upper hand against maybe a normal version of Landstill, but against the four Dust Bowl version of Landstill, it mm. was it was not, it was not yeah, particularly close. Um, like uh-huh. I even had like he had of Village and two Mishra's Factories in play, and I played Landstill <laughs> because. <laughs> because i'm like at all huh? exactly it's just like it doesn't matter like we're gonna be fine here um and then yeah, obviously you know like m- i had my own factories i had four dust balls it, it was fine uh mm-hmm. so i just uh, th- th- that match was fairly straightforward um in terms of the the, the actual games that happened. also math matches did not find a single discard spell in two games oh god so obviously that's you rough know, yeah, obviously. I think he found a dress that he cracked the land still in order to resolve, and it was like turned like four or five or something like that. And obviously, at mm. that point, it just it just didn't matter. I'm just so ahead on cards. It's just it's right. just fine. Um, so I'm at four and one, and we're all, like trying to figure out whether I can whether I can just draw in, and like we get the standings, and it's iffy. Like it's it's definitely not a given that if I draw, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the t- top eight. And then yeah, cause I get
0: was, sorry because it was a we had we had a few unintentional draws yeah. during the day, and I think I was talking to you at this point we were talking about it, it was just like yeah if this person wins it gets really weird but if they don't we're fine but yeah. at some point I just wonder I was like he won it's like oh it's gonna get weird I'm like yeah <laughs> it's gonna get weird <laughs> enjoy
1: exactly yeah it's exactly what happened um, so. We're in this, I'm in this situation, and I just, like, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if I should, like, try to draw. And then I get called into the feature match, and I'm like, all right, this is happening. Uh, so then I get paired against, ah, man, like, super nice guy from Kansas. He had made the drive all the way from Kansas, uh, but I, I'm i just blanking on, on on the name, unfortunately. Sorry that I forgot your name. Uh, but, yeah, super nice guy. We're just hanging out there. And he actually didn't know that he was called to the feature match. So, like, I'm just sitting in the feature match, just, like, waiting. Like, nobody shows up. And then, like, VK is, like, what's going on? Where's your opponent? I'm, like, I don't know. And then we actually go to the table. And it's, he's, actually like, sitting in the table, like, in the proper <laughs> numbered table. <laughs> he's been sitting there for God knows how long. Uh, we're, like, oh, sorry, dude. Like, you're over here.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we, we figure out. And then I'm on the drop. Uh, like, I lose the die roll. And then uh, he goes, turn one hippie. And I look at my hand. I'm like, oh no.
0: (laughs) Hey, Fran. Fran, I thought hippie was a bad card. (laughs) Tell us how how you think. How do you feel about hippie? Since the moment that I started
1: (laughs) playing the Promodern format, I've been trashing, trashing. Turn one hippie out of Dark Ritual. And like... I'm, I'm just like I'm blanking on answers like I'm not finding he I, I just happened to like draw both of both my wraths and the humility and I never saw a source to bloerss in like seven draws or something
0: um,
1: I, I think I also impulse and stuff like i just cannot I just cannot find anything you know um mm-hmm. and like he he just he just gets there with the turn one hippie and then uh, there was there was a key uh, mesmeric fiend in the way as well so he had a pretty Anti, um, anti uh, hand kind of version of Draco Blast. At this point, uh, I, I don't even know if he's on Draco Blast. I, I'm thinking maybe he's on Manos deck, uh, the mm-hmm. the lava born muse uh, Yep, yeah, the machine with, head version. Exactly. So maybe he's a machine head. Maybe he's on Draco Blast. I'm not sure at this point so again as, as i just said this one is in the you know it's, it's it's in the in the coverage so you can like see the matches there if, if you if you're interested into in in watching them uh but um it was it was it was very funny the fact that i lost game one to to hippie uh, after not finding answer for however many turns um so i'm like this is it this is it, it it's happening
0: <laughs> it's happening um,
1: but no, in, in the end then like uh, I drew more reasonably games two and three and uh, we once again played some very good matches. Like that is one thing that really surprised me about Lansdale is that every match is just so great. Like there's so much back and forth, there's so much just trying to see what matters and what doesn't and like what could matter what can i afford to counter what can i not afford uh, to to like let go um, like all of those things like it w- it was a lot of fun it was it was a lot of fun just playing playing the control deck for sure like i i actually had it had a blast playing playing this entire event um but uh, but yeah, I I did end up getting some some pretty good draws. Uh, once again, humility being pretty good against the the deck with no answers to to enchantments that's trying to kill me with creatures. And yeah, I think that like games. I don't know if games two and three he actually showed me that he was playing direct blast, um, which I think that it's possibly a matchup where you want to cut that. -hmm. Uh, Because I feel like it probably requires too much setup, right? So of course, there's the ideal scenario where like you turn one hippie and like you do rest, uh, like a couple of turns later you're a fiend or whatever, and you're like destroying your opponent's hand and you just draco blast them out of the game. But why, right? Like if you are doing that, you can Mm -hmm. just do the same thing as I was, you know, as as my opponent did in game. Two in game one, sorry, and just like beat me to death at that point, you know. <laughs> like, there, there's sure. no reason, like, because obviously, if you have Arena going, it's fine. Like, setting up Insidious Dreams is not that big of a deal. But if you don't, and then you have the Insidious Dreams as dead draws, and the Draco as dead draws, and the uh, the right Explosion as dead draws, like, if all of those are dead draws in your deck, like, I'm mm-hmm. just basically guaranteed to to draw more gas on average than you can ever do that you know because you have so many cars at that point so i i do think that maybe that's i don't know like maybe that's a way to uh to approach that matchup i honestly have no idea but it it felt that's how it felt at least but yeah i i do manage to get there in the end and obviously i'm like you know saying you know like uh, texting tom i'm being like yo you you got there
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah
1: So like it it was great, and then um, I'm actually looking at the pairings, and because a bunch of people just drew in, like Sam drew in, Caleb drew in, so a bunch of people are 0 and two, or like four you know four one and one and stuff. So as a five one, I am actually the second seed, nice, and I I get paired against uh, Nathan on Dreadnought, uh, who's also a pretty like just a fantastic guy, and it was kind of great, you know? Cause I'm like, oh, this is great. Like this is, Slant Studio is basically the reason why I didn't want to play Dreadnought, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 kind of stoked about my pairing, but then I realized that I have kind of created a monster. Uh, so uh-huh. <laughs> when we actually go to play the matches, I'm like, I'm just, you know, playing it slow and in game one, I'm just like, land go, land go. We're both like draw going. And then by turn five, he has the nuts. So he has <laughs> he has a Dreadnought with like I think triple or quadruple protection. And I only have like one or one or two counter spells and like no removal for the dreadnought. Uh-huh. So it just happened to line up very poorly for me where I didn't find any like I didn't find wrath, I didn't find um his name uh humility and i didn't find any source of plowshares nor decent chance like it's like 10 cards that answered the dreadnought (laughs) that i I could have drawn but i somehow found none of them so i only have like a couple of like a couple of counter spells to deal with it and i have no um no card advantage engine going on either so he just swings twice and i'm just dead uh, game two, I'm feeling like really confident. Like I have my my game plan. I have Anos. I have, uh, you know, have more disenchants. I have like four total post board. I have. I even have like a split. I have like a three disenchant, one seal. So
0: mm-hmm. even
1: metal, I can circumvent metal major a little bit. I have um I have the the arcane lab tech, which I think is going to be devastating. And what I didn't have was land still. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I keep I keep a three lander with a land still on the play. And I go like land, then like I draw land, and I play another land, and I play I drop the standstill. And then I'm just like draw, go, draw, go, draw, go with three lands in play, as he like he just hits every land drop all the way up to five. And uh-huh. then uh then obviously Nathan does the correct thing, which is on my end step, he impulses in order to crack the standstill, and then he untaps and he just goes for it. I, I, I'm going to discard at this point, and like I, I have no mana, so I can't I can't like fight over anything. And mm-hmm. he just like cheeses me out with with the Dreadnought. Like obviously, when the Dreadnought deck draws well, it's very very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was kind of it, like a little bit of you know a little bittersweet if I if I have to be honest to to lose to my own baby, but you know. It's gotta it's gotta it's gotta be like that sometimes, you know.
0: I mean, it knew you turned your back on it and it punished you. I mean, that's honestly what it has to be, right?
1: Big time. hundred percent that's yeah. exactly what happened. The shrimp's like, oh yeah, this is how you wanna roll. <laughs> All
0: uh-huh. Right. All right. I thought we were <laughs> bros, man. What's this? Dude, you, it's you, a what? vengeful shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. So yeah, yeah you go out unfortunately in the quarterfinals, but a great run. Um, some cool, fun prizes, survival, a couple cool beta lands, and then it's time for the non-existent, never existent beers. Oh yeah! No, by
1: by the way, um, the fact that the the lands that were given out were an island and a plains. Uh, I felt like he was – it, it was an homage to me, right? Like
0: I, I, I assume. Obviously. I yep, yep. Okay, cool. We knew cool, we like, knew Fran was coming, so we specifically said to the person, um, Gerard or Jared, who donated those lands, you know, you have to do it this way because the perfect. Californians coming out here trying to win stuff. Excellent. And we need to make him feel better when he loses to the Madisonians in the top eight. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, Nathan, Nathan was a beast, dude, like Nathan. Um, so – the best thing about this, like the best thing about losing here, was the fact that that was not really the end of the event because I got oh, no. to like hop onto coverage and I had such a fucking great time, dude. Like it was we could, so. We great. could
0: hear you in the play match area. Oh, dude, dude, it was so. By the by, the way, that play match area from where Fran was to where we are is a good fifty feet, if not more. Fran was excited, dude. So, in case you
1: haven't noticed by listening to this podcast so far, I am loud, man.
0: <laughs>
1: and, and I am, and I am even louder when I have like maybe a couple of beers on me. <laughs> so
0: yeah, you can... no, not saying that there were beers, <laughs> but if there were beers, maybe if
1: there had been any beers that could have been consumed in that time, yeah, uh, uh-huh. that would make me even louder. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, no, it was an awesome time uh again like i cannot recommend enough to to check out the, the the coverage like honestly dude like the work that uh that mike mike michael hoyt uh, puts in holy crap and mm-hmm. man like the amount of work that he did in order to make to make the coverage happening i just i was like looking at him and i'm like, just, like Damn, like he's—he has like all of these scenes going on in OVS to make sure that everything looks cool. He has like all of these like things going on that he's like managing, and so much gear. He had to bring in so much gear into Misty in order to to make the coverage. I, I for one will never ever in my life take one Michael Hope for granted. You you you
0: can know that, like, <laughs> dude. So much love. The man for the is I. a legend. The wow. man is a wow. legend.
1: Nothing but love. Also, yep. at this point, so, Flint is in there as well. <laughs> Flint has
0: showed up because he was scared to play in the event. We all know it. Oh, he, yeah. he chickened out at the last moment. But yeah, no, no, Flint, Flint showed up then too as well. So,
1: so yeah, and it was really funny because like both Flint and BK despise Lantex. Like, they, they just hate it with a passion.
0: Yes, they do. And, I'm,
1: and and I'm on the side, you know. Like I I have been in my my match, and I'm just like, yeah, I lost, whatever. But I'm just like looking at them. And they're just like suffering through the coverage. <laughs> they're doing coverage, but they're like suffering through it. And I love land tax. Like I think it's crazy how interesting that deck is. Um, And it was kind of hilarious because like Flint finally looks at me. And he's like, yo, you want to join in?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he just, just tapping he just out
1: yeah dude he just couldn't wait to like get out of there and just like go shoot the shit with everybody else
0: uh-huh <laughs> i don't so like. you yes, talking about yes. the stupid land tax
1: exactly i'm just like yes yes i can't wait let's go
0: <laughs> so we're getting there coverage is happening obviously um sam black beats your baby uh in the finals at this point if this is a spoiler to you i don't know what to tell you um So as a lover of both land tax and dreadnought, Mm -hmm. what do you think about Sam Black's deck?
1: Dude, I just went off at Sam's deck. (laughs) I think the deck deck building masterpiece is the most unfair term to call it. I don't think we have really created a phrase as good that can actually represent how I feel about Sam's deck. Um, It's incredible it's like he thought about every single what really blew my mind what really really blew my mind is the one of oath
0: yeah you only need one
1: that's the thing like it's so genius like i i I, and, and i was like you know um i i saw sam's deck at this point right and I am like going through, you know, I, I'm, I'm. F- first of all, by the way, it was like round four or something like that. And Sam is playing against Standstill, and he's sideboarding, and 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 Sam realizes, oh, I guess you're gonna see, you're gonna see how I'm gonna board against you. But then says, I don't think you can really do anything about it. So here it goes. Like <laughs> he shows me the sideboard plan of three brain freezes. Yeah, your deck can't beat that plan ever. It can. I can't. There's nothing I can do. Exactly. It's great. I love it. I can't. I cannot beat that. So everybody was saying like, "Oh yeah, land still beats on land tax. It does not beat land Sam's thing. It just doesn't."
0: (laughs) Brain freeze is a hell of a card.
1: (laughs) It's insane, but it's also so good out of his deck specifically, right? Because he's leveraging meddling Mage in the process. He's leveraging a bunch of zeros and ones in like all of the random, uh, like uh, the Dreadnoughts and the Moxen and like uh, the Sewer and stuff. So it's so easy for, for, like, just sets up a situation where he finds two frame freezes, which will happen because I can't close the game quickly enough against the Ivory Tower and stuff. And just wins, <laughs> just yeah, straight up. Wins. Yeah. I, I can't ever beat that. So it was. It looked really impressive. Like he really thought about every single angle. And uh, obviously, like the main deck is just incredible, right? Like mm-hmm. the one oath is is really what got me, you know? Because I'm like, oh yeah, basically playing perfect oath. And then Mike says he's only playing one oath. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I mean- the, you can see if you watch the coverage. You can probably feel my brain melting as I realize <laughs> how insanely good this is. Like, you can see my brain melting live on the stream. <laughs>
0: yeah. Everything happened. It.
1: Everything happening live <laughs> and just my brain is exploding. And from there on, I could not stop singing praises about Sam's deck list. Like it was just incredible.
0: Absolutely. So Sam wins the event with an innovative deck. We'll see, if it's one of those, because Sam did an awesome job with his uh, version of uh, land tax or tax rack, the previous event, and I know you had picked it up and you're like, "I can't play this deck. I don't know oh, what's yeah. going on." Oh, so yeah. I'm I, assuming. I never, was- I never felt more like a potato in my
1: life. Um, <laughs> so like even 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 playing Lanny parfait, I was like a little bit more. Um, what am What am I saying here? I, I could just handle myself a little bit better because uh-huh. Lanny parfait is playing a couple more haymakers right sure. so if you make maybe a mistake or two along the way you can get punished but then because you're playing these bangers you get kind of, you can get kind of bailed out some. Mm-hmm. S- Sam's deck doesn't waste any slots in these cards it only plays exactly what it needs so if you don't play it perfectly every step along the way like if you ever miss a beat and make any mistake on like any of the earlier turns it's going to be a lot harder for you to actually catch back up right so Sam's deck felt like probably the hardest deck I've ever piloted in my entire life
0: fair enough well, I'm assuming and hoping that uh, we get to see you run uh, Sam's list and some future coverage or some content as it comes <laughs> out. But so the event's over. Sam has won, but the days are not done. Oh no! There, there, there's <laughs> oh, no. more going on. What What happens after the event? After all the non-existent beers have been theoretically thrown in a trash can, wh- where what what goes on then? What do you do yeah, after that?
1: First of all, what I love is the fact that. Sums just some casually comes in, wins the event, and then says, Yeah, sorry, I have to like go qualify for day two of the arena open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. so comes here, destroys all of us, and then goes home to like play arena. <laughs> that's, that's Sam. Wow, that's Sam right there for you. Holy crap. Anyway, uh-huh. so all of us who who you know like don't have that kind of devotion. Uh actually go, go to, to to a bar, I can't, can't remember what it was. Uh, uh and called, it was, it was uh,
0: the Great Dane is what it was called. Well
1: th- there you go. And it's crazy, dude. Like we were probably like twenty there, I wanna say, like maybe like eighteen we were, or something like that. We we're pretty close to it. Yeah, cuz like Nathan's there, Caleb's there, obviously VK you're there. Also like Jeff Ferries, which I haven't mentioned, making Megan all the all the way from from New York uh with Yo. his wife, both of them are there as well. Obviously Aaron is there. So,
0: we're just Lynch hanging there. out there.
1: I get to try uh for the first time I get to try um cheese curds.
0: Yeah, how we feel about cheese curds.
1: I don't understand what cheese curds have over mozzarella sticks. Like it's just like the difference in like flavor, I guess, and like the difference uh, in sauce, right? But
0: a little bit. I mean, to be fair, I like cheese curds and I like mozzarella sticks. I'm not the hugest cheese curds guy. It's just there's sometimes you'll have to at some point if you come back again, we'll get you some mozzarella sticks, and then we'll get some really good like Great Dane is some like mediocre like cheese curds. Okay, I love it, but it's like we'll get you some good cheese curds and then mozzarella sticks and then I think he'll just tell the difference I mean obviously like cheese can only be so bad right like it's cheese is
1: awesome so obviously the cheese curds the cheese curds were great you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but everybody was just hyping them up like oh yeah it's like this Madison thing like you have to take get cheese curds and I was like oh yeah that sounds great and then I get them and I'm like well this is actually great but I don't get the difference with like something like mozzarella sticks you know what I'm saying um, it's alright. Anyway, it's all right. Anyway, they were still great. Like, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Even if these were <laughs> mediocre, they were still pretty damn good.
0: Um, okay, fair enough.
1: Anyway, so um I finally get to try Tree Skirts. And like we're just hanging out there. I'm not kidding. Like, we are 18 people in two different tables. And this random person just buy- buys a round of whatever we want for everybody. Yep. I'm just like, what the hell's going on in this city? Like, <laughs> Why is yeah. everybody so nice? I'm from LA. I'm not used to these things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, so, there were drinks flowing. And shout out to our server out there, by the way. I wish I would have caught his name. I don't know if he'd ever listened to this. But there was like, we had two tables, 18 people, and it was like one server for all of us. And he was fine.
1: Like it just worked, just fine. Uh
0: uh-huh. huh. <laughs> um, bad man.
1: Anyway, uh, but uh, but yeah. So we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out at the bar until they literally close. And then Caleb's like, "You guys can come over to my place if you want." <laughs> so uh-huh. we all go over to Caleb's place, where he has obviously the beers that we've already like bought earlier. He also has like a bunch of booze. And like he even has like an, an absinthe bottle like, just hanging in there. Like we're, we're just we're just going off. Uh, it was it was crazy, dude. Like again, like until five a.m. in the morning. It was, we actually I actually meet. Um, was it Charles in there? Yep, Charles. Uh, Char. Yeah, Char. Um, great, dude. Like super cool. We're just hanging out, and dude, it, it's like it's like five a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. and he says, "All right, time to go." We're like, oh yeah, where are you going to to Chicago? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I have, I have to make the drive to Chicago. I'm like, dude, there's no way you're driving in that state. <laughs> this year, right now. So Caleb has some compassion because again, it's Madison and everybody is so freaking nice for whatever reason. Uh, and he says, yo, do you wanna do you wanna like just take take my guest room? Like you can just sleep there. And Charles is, like, so stoked that somebody offered. And he's, like, super happy. He actually lays down. And, like, we went for, like, we're still hanging out. Like, he he went to sleep. But we're still hanging out. And all of a sudden, it's, like, an ogre. It's, like, waking from, like, I, I just felt like an episode, like, it's, like, a, the Lord of the Rings movie or whatever.
0: And uh-huh. it's, like, <laughs>
1: I'm not even kidding. Like, it was, it was big like it was a big snore like Charles, good old Charles, like dude charl's wife my dude, my, my <laughs> condolences to her damn Uh and I, we we go to sleep and like Charles still going at it you know so
0: uh-huh.
1: i am in the room like i close his door i close my door and we actually have like an actual wall in between both rooms And I still can't sleep because of this noise. (laughs) So I literally go on my phone and I download a white noise app. (laughs) (laughs) So so I can actually actually fall asleep. (laughs) It worked like a charm though. It it worked like a charm though. It was great. So Uh, Charles, now now you know. If your wife ever has trouble, (laughs) tell her to download the white noise app. It's it's perfect. It works out. All uh,
0: right. So we we have a we have a long night. I think I tapped out at like two something. Something about getting back to children at some point, maybe. Um. So you get up in the morning. What do you do on kind of your free day in Madison before you have to head home?
1: Uh, oh, it was great. Like we actually went to have breakfast. Uh, we had breakfast at this very very nice place. And once again, like you know, we said we're gonna meet at ten a.m. and like. You know, we we talk to like BK Flint, like Mike, uh, like uh, Jeff, like everybody's gonna be there. Aaron too, um, and like we, like it, it's like you know five in the morning, and like this is when I'm I'm brushing my teeth, like about to go to sleep, and Caleb comes over. It's like we're going at ten a.m. tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah. I just noticed it's five a.m. Don't wake me up. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> there's, <laughs> it's like, there's no way i'm gonna be out by 10 so like you go if you want but like <laughs> i'm like okay that's fine dude. we'll figure out um so so yeah so then uh, Flint actually picks me up because he had forgotten his uh his uh, like laptop or like his work laptop or whatever so like he he stops by by Caleb so like pick pick me up on the laptop and we we go to this like nice place where we arrive maybe like you know whoever says ten clearly they mean 1050, right so we sure, arrived yeah. there at the proper time which is 1050, obviously uh, Yeah. but what, what turn, turns out that no they actually meant 10 and like bk and jeff have already like been in line for, forever <laughs> <laughs> and they're like maybe a little bit low-key upset i don't know they don't let it show because they're from madison they're just so nice you know what i'm saying uh-huh. so <laughs> can't
0: like even whatever. show that he's
1: upset huh? uh-huh uh, uh but uh but yeah it was great that like, we had some breakfast and then after that um i just went with mike and we just walked around uh like the um the downtown area over there mm-hmm. uh so it was it, it was cool and you know went, went back to like pick up caleb or whatever and we were just like from there we just went to the store we you know hang out there for a little bit and we just you know said back to BK, gave some proper and well-deserved hugs and then um just went back to went uh, went back to Caleb where like, I just eventually got an Uber. Uh, in while we were raiding with Caleb, we were also brewing like a, an interesting deck. So yeah. maybe maybe I'll get to talk about that one at some point. But uh, maybe maybe some some spice is gonna be is gonna be coming soon. At, uh, ho- I
0: like it. Hopefully, I like it. Hopefully, it's some sort of red green madness survival list. <laughs> but um, so it sounds like you had a great time. You got home safe. So, um, yeah, what's next for you on your pre-modern travels? Thoughts you were going to do? You've been to LobsterCon. You've been out to, um, you know, Madison for the Midwest Champs. One would assume that maybe some of them New York guys were like, we got this (laughs) 1.5K. What do you think?
1: Uh, Was that ever? <laughs> uh, I'm probably like very much out of wife points by this point. Also, I'm out of cash in my <laughs> in my bank accounts as well. So, uh that, that's pro- that's very very unlikely to happen. Uh but let's say that, you know, I am hopeful, but I'm probably not going to be like promising anything. Uh we are organizing some events uh, locally, which is nice. Nice. So we literally today figure out that we're gonna have like an event happening on the 22nd which uh probably gonna be a small event i mean hopefully it's gonna be a bigger event but you know every time that you can play you know pre-modern and like uh, you know p- pay like an entry fee and like have have some stakes at least mm-hmm. uh, I, I enjoy that a lot you know just like having having any actual stakes i think that i don't know it just makes it more exciting to me um, sure. and also it's nice one thing that I wish there were more, even maybe this is just a nightmare, like a logistical nightmare to make happen on webcam. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's different to play in the webcam than it is to just like save an entire day, right? Where you just go to the place, you play the event, and then you're, you,
0: know, you then
1: that, that was the event. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like a Swiss I enjoy... vent
0: on a webcam.
1: Exactly. Like that system works so, so much better for me personally because I can just, you know, go in ahead and figure out, okay, so that day I figure everything else and I just like save myself that date as opposed mm-hmm. to, okay, I need, you know, to save up maybe one hour, maybe two. Like if I get hurt against a parfait player, which has happened on, 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 a, on a monthly or something that means that I have to save up like two hours of of my day. You know, like one, like two hours are going to be stuck doing that, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like maybe I was calculating that it was going to be just one and like I need to go take care of something else instead. You know, if I just say this entire day, you know, honey, this entire day, I'm gone. You know, like don't count on me until like the evening. It's just so much easier, you know? And, and, And I'd like to communicate that in advance, uh because like with welcomes you you can't really do that you have to say like everything kind of needs to be figured out like the week off or whatever um Mm -hmm. so like i i joined like one monthly or like the spring fling or whatever and a couple of matches i ended up not playing because i just couldn't make them happen you know what i'm saying right um logistically is is very it's very rough so um, well, you're yes, not I'm, I'm with... hoping that we, we will see more of this model, you know, like the, the, the okay, save the date kind of model as opposed to the, okay, play whenever you can model.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that. There, Stay tuned. How about that? All right. Looking into that. L- looking forward um, to that, I mean. There, there, there are discussions I've had, and I'm a much along the same line as you are. Um, so I think it will be a nice compliment if it does occur to web- webcam monthlies, cause there is space for a lot of stuff to be done. Yeah. So
1: yeah, you can do the demo on MTGO too, which is nice. Cause like, that's one of the things that like, you have to re you have to really enforce the 50 minutes round timer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how easy to do is that in, in webcam. So like that kind of makes for things to can potentially be a problem but uh, you know tournaments have been organized like this by third parties uh, on mtgo that were very very smooth running you know yeah uh so because the mtgo has a timer so that's that's cool like i said you, know, you don't need to figure anything out like you just play on mtgo and you say okay we're gonna have like four rounds and then like cap to top eight or like or top four or whatever like you can just Fair figure out wh- wh- which whatever structure you want but just where we say okay a month from now, there's this event. You know, save the day for that day, and then everybody just, like, shows up. Um, I feel like that's – I don't know. it just it's – a, it's a structure that wo- works much, much better for me personally mm-hmm. at least.
0: Yeah, and I think it's something we can try. And, you know, you can use, like, what we used at the event at Misty. You can use Melee or, hell, even a Teler- Teleria app. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a number of those that have, you know, you sign up and then you'll get your timer on your phone and you can use Discord. So that I, I'm working on something like this, an idea I've, I've had as well. Um, another big thing, part of it is, and unfortunately because we also just had this very recently, uh, the especially if there's going to be something for it. How do you orient a play space so people aren't feeling like there's the possibility of shenanigans? That that's another thing.
1: Yeah, I mean the second that the second that you're paying an entry fee, you, you you have that going on. But then again, like that's something MTGO fixes very
0: nicely. So exactly. Um, but regardless, I think something like that is needed, and I have had ideas and I've talked to people. So I would love to say stay tuned and hopefully we can even just start small and do something fun. Yeah, is where I'm true. at. Yeah, looking so, forward to that. Absolutely. So, Fran, we played Standstill. Are you a Standstill stand now, or are we still loving the uh, Dreadnoughts? What? Where I, are we?
1: I heard people were calling it Fran still. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I, I, I thought that it was very, very good, and I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, so, what I am kind of afraid of is that. Like, honestly, that's kind of what Sam's, like, Cyborg game plan kind of gave me. is like, you are dead. Like, you can't beat that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if people want to beat you, like, it's actually, you know, that that's usually kind of what, you know, like, the whole The Rock thing, right? Like, the fact mm-hmm. that you can't actually Cyborg against The Rock, like, because everything is so medium, like, no particular card really stands out. So there's not really any hate cards that you can bring against the rock realistically apparently against Stancil you kind of can <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that was that was an interesting thing to, to notice um, and also I do think uh, that right now Stancil is very very well positioned but I do feel like if Land Tax gets banned I kind of feel like Land still gets worse just sure. because because of lancel kind of preys on that sort of a plus b combo kind of deal like that's mm-hmm. kind of what you know Lancel's trying to do so when when the you know the premiere um i i want to say control deck prison deck or whatever sure. uh when, when the premier prison up. deck exactly um when when that deck is built around an engine that can be disrupted then that's very good for the land steal player
0: mm-hmm.
1: but once people start to like move away from that and like also the fact that land stack is invalidating a bunch of aggressive strategies right right it's making things a lot harder for decks like elves and and, and goblins it's making things i mean you would know this like it's making things really tough for sly mm-hmm. so the second that you ban land tax all of a sudden all of these aggro decks that are kind of you know like in the middle of being great and you know being pushed out basically because of lantix single Lantex single-handedly um all of these are going to come back real quick mm-hmm. and i don't know if Len still would love that i mean
0: it's you have fine, arcane laboratory right? now
1: yeah exactly Arcane Lab <laughs> is sick Arcane Lab is like actual sick Look, like, whether uh-huh. they ban land Tax or not it doesn't matter like Arcane Lab is going to be a fixture in every single landstick deck that I play from now until forever I think the card okay. was insane um, I I don't know if you can play like multiple copies but like the first one is going to be there every single time I I, I, I just I'm, I'm, you can you know sign me off on this like c- come back <laughs> right. to this if you see me playing standstill expect that I will have at least one Arcane Lab post-board Uh, but but uh, yeah like it's it's one of these like positioning things right now like I think Lancel is just really good position but like all Mm -hmm. it takes is one little change and you know like you know how pre-modern is like everything is sort of a domino effect and whenever something changes like that creates a whole uh, you know ripple effect of of uh, subsequent changes that happen uh, in, in consequence to that so uh, I, I don't know how the format is going to look like, and if the mm. format turns to be in flux, that's when you want to be playing Dreadnought, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When the format is changing, when nothing is very uh, established, that's when you actually want to be playing Dreadnought, because Dreadnought is great at punishing those decks. Right. Like, if you if you're if you're not sure, like, if your list if not is not optimized, and you're just not sure what you, what the meta game is going to be looking like, Dreadnought is going to come at you quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. That's 100
1: true. Twelve damage at a time is going to come at you. Uh, yep, yep. While Standstill is the exact opposite. This that really thrives once the format like is very established and like it knows what it wants to beat. So, I feel like Lancet was a pretty good choice for this event um i think that if i had you know if i if i had all the information that i have now i would probably be playing land again Mm -hmm. um i think so like i i don't like i I definitely not playing sam's deck because like only sam can play sam's deck so uh, (laughs) i mean i wish i could play sam's deck but Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, I i liked all of my matchups i i when i looked at the room i felt like i had a plan against most decks that i saw at least um and yeah it just feels like it's a very very well rounded deck and if you wanna win the mirror just just play more dust balls
0: <laughs> there you go just don't get a teferi's you know response oh no please D- don't do that
1: Maybe that's the maybe that's the next step. Now for the mirror, you play four dust bowls and three different responses in the sideboard, and now you I mean, win it, the mirror.
0: It kind of <laughs> seems silly, right? I mean, it's, it's not totally, that far off.
1: It's totally silly, right? Right? I mean, nah. Right? You know,
0: you know, you know what happens also for the mirror? the The, the blue the blue deck plays the brain freezes. And lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's seriously, I can't I love the fact that Sam is on Brain Freeze because when I was playing Stasis, Brain Freeze was central in the sideboard. Yeah. When I was playing Mono Blue Dreadnought when I won the first ones, my sideboard tech was brain freezes. The card yeah. in any non blessings control matchup is not a beatable card ever.
1: Yeah, but th- I like it in particular in Sam's deck because Sams deck is a lot better at choosing the spots.
0: Exactly. Right? I'll agree with that. So
1: it's a lot better at like basic basically forcing you into the fight, mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe like a dead like dreadnought, which has what we already explained, right? Mm-hmm. What if you what if you go for dreadnought and then your opponent counters the first thing and then they're like, okay, resolves, untap, plow it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's three spells that could have gone through your brain freeze, that now are wasted.
0: Sure, sure. You
1: know what I'm saying? I get so, ya. uh, so Dreadnought is not really a deck that can really choose these spots. Like Stasis is another good one. Like Stasis, if once the Stasis is in play, like that's it, right? Like there's mm-hmm. only like the disenchant effects, I guess. You know, um, but but it, it's it's a lot better. Uh, at uh, at choosing the spots. Like, I don't think Brain Freeze really works as well if your opponent knows it's coming. The difference is the Dreadnought deck cannot really force the issue, unless, again, you're fighting over something like Armageddon, like I was saying earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if your opponent knows what's up, it's really easy for them to play around the Brain Freeze. With some deck, you kind of can't, because... Sam's eventually gonna, gonna just overpower you to the point where the brain freeze doesn't matter anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So once Sam's engine is, is 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 cooking, like, it doesn't even need to resolve the brain freeze. So if yeah, you're choosing to fight over the engine and you get brain freeze, you lose. If you don't fight over the engine to play around brain freeze, then Sam's like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna sit here. and I'm just gonna draw nine cards every turn, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, um, So
1: it, it's different as like, you know, I have source of pleasure that answers your dreadnought. So mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of brain freeze in the dreadnought cyborg. Big fan of it in some cyborg. Also the fact that you know Sam was playing three too, which is yeah, which is a a very loud statement, probably as loud as 4 Dust Bowl of
0: a statement. I would agree with that. All right. Well, we Fran, we had an awesome time talking today. But as we all know. I asked three questions. You've been here before. You know what's up. So actually, three questions. Actually,
1: I was one of the OGs. So the first time I you was were. here, the first time
0: I was here, you
1: were not asking the questions.
0: I think you might have been the first. So you know, we have come full circle, circle of life. So let's hit them again. What is your most overrated card in pre-modern? Well, obviously, like
1: the, I, you didn't ask me the first time, but the first time I would have said Enlightened Tutor. So obviously that is just you know not. I I, I still think that's the one, but I'm going to still think it's overrated. I do think it's pretty overrated. Yes, uh,
0: but like madman, I'm I'm going to I'm going to go with with, what about one oath of druid finding that?
1: Yeah, I mean sure that's genius, but like (laughs) that's genius. But it's only so. What I'm saying is like. It's great. Okay, so let's actually talk about Enlightened Tutor instead then. Because like I don't know, I don't, <laughs> know if, I don't know if I actually went deep about, about this. Let's go. Let's time. go, baby. So Enlightened Tutor, I'm not saying it's bad. Okay? We're talking about overrated. Okay? And okay. when I when I'm saying overrated, I'm talking about when I started playing pre modern, people were playing Enlightened Tutor in Blue White Dreadnought. People were playing Enlightened Tutor in like a bunch of like um it wasn't like it wasn't machine head it was like people were, were like playing like junk splashing white for light and tutor like they were playing light and tutor in astral slide you know it was all of these <laughs> decks in light and sucks in right particularly with the amount of uh, main deck disenchants that we see these days mm-hmm. however specifically in land tax decks and only in land tax decks I think Enlightened Tutor is actually pretty good. Um, Because they are the only decks that really want to assemble the engine. And once they do, nothing else matters. The entire game revolves around that engine, and that engine takes over so, so quickly. Um, So specifically Land Tax decks, that's where you should see Enlightened Tutor, and basically nowhere else that's, gotcha. that's so, why I feel what I feel about enlightened Twitter so the fact okay. that seals play sees play in so many other places I think that is the problem you know
0: okay gotcha so but discounting enlightened tutor because we've now clarified our position yes what is non- enlightened tutor most overrated card all right get get, get
1: braced for this one. Mox Mox diamond. Mox
0: diamond. I said it. I know.
1: know, Fire. I know. I said it. I
0: said it. Explain yourself to the people who have spent two grand on their Mox diamonds. (laughs) Which includes myself, by the way. Which includes (laughs) you. Talking about life choices.
1: Yes, exactly. So – the thing with Mox Diamond is exactly the same thing as with Enlighten Tutor. I'm not arguing against the power of the card Mox Diamond. Mox Diamond is nuts, right? Like, it's a very, very strong card. It does so many things that no other card in the format does, right? It fixes mana bases just single handedly. Um, but it runs into the same issue as Enlighten Tutor. And it gets even worse, or, like, this issue gets even uh, more um, exacerbated. That's what I'm looking for. Gets even mm-hmm. more exacerbated by the fact that very often, Mox Diamond wants to be run in decks that have very, long, very low land counts. So, like, I've seen five-color sliver decks with 18 lands and Mox Diamond, for example. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've seen, like, I don't know, like, even a deck like Grow which is like a miracle to me that that deck uh, just continues working. Like, shout out for whoever figured that out. But, like, that deck is a little bit kind of, you know, cheats a little bit because it has a bunch of cantrips and because it has specifically Gush and Days that brings bring those islands back to hand so you can pitch them to the monks, right? Um, right. But even if you play Grow A or you play against Grow A you will get to see the highs and the lows that a card like Mox Diamond will, will, will bring you, right? You will have a bunch mm-hmm. of hands which are like Island, Mox Diamond, and just a bunch of like cantrips, like Counterspells and stuff. Well, sure, you have too many sources there. That hand does not cast the card Counterspell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You either yeah. have your Island and you enable your daises and stuff like that. Or you play the Mox and then... You get, uh, you, know, you get to cast your Creon Dryads and stuff. And mm. on top of that, we literally just talked about how many main deck disenchants the format has right now. So, mm-hmm. again, not arguing against the power of the card. I'm not an idiot. I know the card is bonkers, okay? I'm just talking about people just jamming Mox Diamond into just random decks to just call the day and just say oh yeah mana's fixed let's go it's like no gotcha. mox diamond has a pretty steep requirement in terms of deck building because you have more actual mana sources which are not action right but mm-hmm. it doesn't really cost it doesn't really count towards the land sure you know what i'm saying okay. so in deck building actually it. it has some pretty like um, like some pull and like uh, some push and pull going on that is mm-hmm. kind of uh, it makes things rough. Uh, sure, Mox Diamond is great in a deck like uh, Terror War, which we actually talked about multiple times today. You know, or like yep, uh, yep. or specifically Mister T, right? Decks that are mm-hmm. trying to like not only get ahead of mana, but also uh, like the land in the graveyard actually feeds your Terror War, and then you have ways of recouping this thanks to cards like Mulch, right? so mm-hmm. it, it, those are the kind of decks that I want to be putting Mox Diamond in uh, mm-hmm. you know, that guy Ale and like jamming some Mox Diamonds is not where you want to be <laughs> you know what I'm saying? but what about Hippies? wow, I, I, I was going to say Dark Ritual but I thought Dark Ritual was going to be too easy as well so I, I really went with the hot take today
0: <laughs> okay, fair, fair now, then what is your thought on most underrated card now? What is the most underrated card in pre-modern? I think the card
1: Sphere of Resistance is a banger. Okay. I think that card is insane in so many matchups, and it's just virtually no play at all.
0: Hmm. Why do
1: you think that is? I don't think... So, I think that maybe there are not that many decks that can... So, this is from when back in the day when cards were you know well designed <laughs> as mm-hmm. opposed to right now where like everything is just like oh yeah this is like great for me and terrible for you or like terrible for you and doesn't affect me at all well sure this is from back in the day where you know this, this matter like the, the whole uh, cards being two sided was was a big deal um, so there's not that many decks that have a low enough curve to not be bothered by a uh, by the sphere, but that at the same time, can of like, take advantage of it. Clearly, I think like if I wanted to play sphere, the key place that I would put it in would be something like uh, Terror hmm or Threshkin or whatever you want to call it. Um, like the sure. the one without land tax. Um, so, if I, I think that card would be really good in that deck, and then just hoses basically all of the blue decks get hosed by it. Sphere resistance also particularly great against a, a, a all the land tax decks that are trying to like actively miss land drops. Well, with spheres, like you, you just you can't. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. if you if you can find a way to like use this card in a deck that cannot get as hurt by by the drawback, I think that you will mm-hmm. have a very powerful archetype uh, for you.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. So then. What is the card most needed to be broken in pre-modern?
1: Yeah, that was one that actually had to think a little bit more. Um, I feel like most of the cards that needed to be broken were kind of broken (laughs) already. Sure. Or or have kind of like been kind of there. Um, I do think that specifically the card... um, Ah, dude, I literally—I told you that I, that I had it, and I'm blanking on the name now. Um, it's okay.
0: You you put yourself in this position now. We gotta get out of it.
1: <laughs> exactly. I, I I put myself like I threw myself to the hounds. Um. You really but, did. Ah, cataclysm. Thank you. I think there it is. I think that cataclysm is bonkers good, and does not see enough play because it's so hard to leverage. Right. Um. Sure. So. I don't know how. I don't know what is the way to actually break cataclysm. I don't know if like you need to actually use Moxen to to to, to get to get in there, but I feel like this card is too good to only see play in in the in the trash canon deck, so like trash prism decks or whatever. Um so as you can see I've been thinking a lot about this deck. <laughs> That's why
0: <what it> <laughs> So, uh, how do we make all these pieces come together?
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't know what I don't know what the how to solve the puzzle just yet. But there there are two cards in pre modern that seem to me like they're absolutely insane and mm-hmm. that don't see enough play. One of them is Pernicious Deed and the other one is Cataclysm. And I feel like both of these cards need more shells. Like I, I don't think anybody doesn't think that these cards are not powerful. I feel like we all agree that they are they are really, really good. But right. what seems crazy to me is how few shells they see play in. And I feel like there's probably like a busted deed deck out there. Uh, could it be like some domain nonsense like Sam Black was trying out? Or, you know, it only sees play in the Rock these days. Like, that's it. Like, it's the only deck where you see Pernicious Deed, And the card is too good to only see play in that deck. And in, in, in the same okay. thing is true for for Cataclysm. Like, the card is too good to only see play. In, in the Terrogato decks. Like it needs to there have to be other shells out there that have not yet been discovered.
0: Sure. That makes sense. I get that. Alright. Well there you have it. Our three questions answered. But Fran, thank you so much again for coming out to Madison. Hopefully when this rolls around next year we do get to see you again. Um awesome run and while some may be sad that pre-modern is the only format you will play, I am not sad about this, and I look forward to the content as it comes out. Thank,
1: thanks, man. Yeah, it was it was honestly it was it was super awesome. Like I, I had an incredible weekend, uh, weekend plus because like the, the the Friday also counted. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a really really good time. Uh, you guys were all awesome, and. The only problem is like now I'm going to be holding holding you guys to pretty high standards. So if I do make up the, the trip once again, you're going to have to do one better and that's going to be tough.
0: Nah, not at all. We, we haven't <laughs> stopped with our bags of tricks. But Fran, have yourself a wonderful night. Thank you again for being with us, everybody. Make sure that you check out Fran's YouTube channel. Go ahead and give us a plug for that, Fran, for any pre-modern content. Twitters, all of that stuff. Uh yeah,
1: so um I actually posted today on Twitter that I, you know like th- that I was going to be to be quitting non-premodern content creation for the most part. So uh that post you can find <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> twitter.com slash f P A W L U S Z M T G. So that's almost my last name. My and then my last name is you know Pavlushek, as we said at the beginning, but it's P a w l u s z without the E-K, M-T-G. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder why I didn't make it as a content creator, you know
0: what I'm saying? It's so easy to find it. So easy. (laughs) So
1: easy to find me, dude. Exactly. Uh Um, So that is the the Twitter. Um, And like Patreon, I'm probably not going to be using as much anymore. So if if I do make any content, uh, which I'm going to continue making content just for fun, without the, the goal of actually making money um if, if i do post anything like an article or anything like that it's gonna be on my patreon but like just you're gonna be able to find it on twitter anyway so just go on twitter and find it there <laughs> and um finally the youtube channel which is where i'm going to be pl- posting like the the pre-modern uh, my future pre-modern videos and maybe every now and then some, some modern stuff as well uh that's gonna be uh, youtube.com slash f-b-a-w-l-u-s-z-m-t-g
0: all right. Well, Fran, thank you again for being with us. Check out Fran. Check out Pre-Modern. Um, more events coming up if you're in the California area. And I know California is a big area, but be on the lookout for events being planned. Um, and guys, we'll talk to you later. It's been a it's been a long week. It's been an awesome week. And thank you for listening. We appreciate every moment of your time. Uh, I've been Will Hurst, this has been Fran, and we will talk to you later.